travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the weirdness. Why are we wearing bras on our heads? The history. Live Aid. We're coming together. And the simple pleasures. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. Hey, it's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com, and with me, my co-host, Kathy Wass. Hello. And if you're waiting for the rhythmic, soulful sounds of Sean Daly... You're going to be waiting a long time. His case of the gout has unfortunately become a case of the shingles. Yes, And yes. Uh, he's on medical leave, as usual. <laughs> the guy's racked up 56 days of medical leave I so know. far this year. It's amazing. But uh, he wouldn't want to be here anyway because today we're talking about The Cure. Yes. I'm so excited. I know. One of our favorite bands from the 80s, at least for yes. Kathy and I. Oh, definitely. And so we're going to play you lots of music. We may throw a fact in here, there, once in a while. But you know it all anyway. We're going to keep you honest. And then uh, <laughs> we're going to have a surprise uh, interview. That's not a surprise. We're giving it away right now. Yeah. No with surprise. one of our favorite new listeners uh, from Boston. Yes. and uh, Christine. We're just going to... We're going to free freewheel it today and see how it goes. So, Kathy, tell me. <laughs> Cure, one of your favorite bands from the 80s? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Top five, I would say. Do you remember when you first heard them? Um, it probably would have been... Right before I left Chicago, so like 84, 85. But then I really got into them in high school when I was in the whole goth phase. Now, would you call them goth or would you call them post-punk or new wave? Uh, or what would you- I wouldn't call them new wave. I would, no. no. When I think new wave, I think... Um, Cause, yeah. Scritty Politty or Duran Duran. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, no. I would I call them post-punk. I would. Now, here's here's a debate that we might as well get out of the way. Do you, do you think of their music as being sort of the... Depression, angst music that is associated oh, well. with, or the happy-go-lucky kind of music. Well, that it they depends t- on which cure you have. There is a little bipolar thing going on because there is definitely moments. In fact, we you need to give me a little uh, just one kiss because I used to sit in my room and play that song over and over again. It may not be a healthy thing. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. But it was my the cure was my therapy. So very, very dark. Oh, it was, you know, it was the song I played over and over again. I thought of this guy I had a crush on. What was his name? For podcast purposes, (laughs) his name would be Dean. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Any relation to your other podcast boyfriend, Jerry? There's no Jerry. It could be a Jerry. There was Sam and there was Zach and now we have Dean. So tell me about Dean. Dean, he, I don't know, you know, I had a big crush on him all through high school. The one that 
the one that got away. Really? What was so great about him? Oh, he was he was just super cool. He was the super cool punk boy at school. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to give too much away. There's so very few of us. And, well, yeah, Steve. <laughs> no. There was you and Sean, apparently. No. <laughs> no. No. Sean no. was the guy that wore like the uh, khakis and the alligator shirt. Oh, yes. I was yeah. the guy who was wearing the jeans and the Frankie Goes to Hollywood shirt. Yes. Before I realized that there was a whole sort of homoerotic theme that I was projecting that I didn't know <laughs> exactly. about. Exactly. You were like, oh, and, well, Steve's gay. Yeah. My social <laughs> life went really downhill in the last half of my senior year, and now I, I know. know why. Now you know why. Oh. I think that... The first album that I heard by The Cure was The Head on the Door. Oh, I love that album. And I think, I yeah, it's one of those albums where you could you could literally say this, if you buy no other album by The Cure, you, I think you can just stick with this one or probably Japanese Whispers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think if you look at Head on the Door, it's, it's almost like the greatest hits, almost. It is. It is. So I'm going to say, if I had to go with one song that I listened to over and over again while dreaming about Dean... <laughs> Uh-oh, maybe no, that no. sure wasn't. <laughs> maybe it was a little No, cute. I take that back. I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Six Different Ways, because that's how I take my whiskey, actually. <laughs> oh, no. This is stranger than I thought. Six different ways inside my heart. And everyone I'll keep tonight. Six different ways go deep inside. Okay, so now that we've actually gotten our two favorite songs out of the yes. way, you know a little bit more about The Cure than I do. I'm, I'm a big fan of their music, but I don't know much about the band members and where yeah. they formed. They're English. Yes, they are English. They are English. And they the, were the formed Cure in the is, 70s. But it's, it's, hard, it's hard to remember that they actually started in the late 70s. You don't think of The no, Cure as no. being a 70s group at all. You, you think, God, they've got to be complete 80s, and they're not. But I think they kind of first got on the map with a single that actually caused a lot of controversy for them. Yes, and that single was uh, killing, killing an Arab. Killing an Arab. Yes, which isn't about what people thought it wasn't. That when they when they were um, released it, they had to put a little sticker on it, and I think even with the greatest hits one. But it's actually a song um, about the book "The Stranger" by Albert Camus. And what's the book about? It is sort of. Oh God, I read it in high school, but it's sort of an existential. It's French and. The guy in the book um, ends up killing an Arab um, just because he can. He wants to see what it's like to kill someone. And then um, he. the book is like when he's waiting to be executed. So. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's French. You never read it. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll, I'll go on the I'll go on the record and say I like nothing French. Nothing French. Okay, I've, I've been to France. The worst hangover of my life was in France. Oh, see, on July fifth, nineteen eighty four. Wow. July 5th. So you can date back the your worst, worst hangover. I think ever. everybody wow. should be able to date back their worst hangover. Uh, July fifth, nineteen eighty four. We were there for the summer on a, one of these you know, little trips that you go and you're in some college credit. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was still in high school, believe it or not. And then I wasn't 
we yeah, even approaching high school yet, but go on. We we had a big we had we threw a big Fourth of July party in our hotel room. Oh well, that that's going to get the fringe going right there. <laughs> I know. Well, what happened was, I mean, because you know, you could buy alcohol pretty much at any age in France, and, and yeah. so this was a complete novelty to us. And I remember we we went out to the liquor store around the corner and bought. Vodka and champagne and orange juice. I, I'm sure we had some other. I just remember the vodka and the champagne. Uh, I remember thinking, and to this day, I, I don't recommend those two paired together. No, no. And the rules of the trip were: we were allowed, even though we were underage, we were allowed to drink alcohol on this trip if it was in an appropriate setting. You know, like if you're at a German beer hall, <laughs> or German beer hall hotel room, hotel oh, room on the Fourth of July. In my mind, those Street things are synonymous. Corner. Yeah. <laughs> So I think we spent, you know, who knows how many francs and all this alcohol. And we, uh, we, I just remember at one point nearly being arrested by the French police when I went running down the street, <laughs> you know, with a with an empty bottle of them. Um, and I remember we didn't know what a bidet was for, but we thought uh, it was a really nifty place to put the champagne bottle and all the oh. ice. It wasn't a good trip. And I just remember no. the next day from it, we were, I mean, I was just hungover beyond belief. It never occurred to me that if you drank too much alcohol, you might throw up. But I learned it that day. You learned it. See, that's these the only were thing important I learned. lessons learned in Europe. It's the only thing I learned in Europe. And uh, <laughs> oh. that, and that you don't want to go to the Louvre when, on a hangover because no. the next day, oh, yes. we had our forced march, like the, you know, Bataan Death March <laughs> right through the Louvre. Yes. So to this day, I, I mean, greatest museum in the world and i have yeah. no appreciation for it because all i wanted to do was kill myself yes so yes. hence hmm. i don't even know that i want to hear the song killing an arab <laughs> and i hear that i'm not the only one who kind of associates uh alcohol with the cure i understand robert <laughs> smith had a yeah yeah what's yeah. the story behind that um well you know the whole band drank a lot of alcohol through the years so there was that you know so six, six different ways actually could be about it could be it could be yeah um yeah i mean they they like their drinks you know uh, there doesn't? was you know some lineup changes over the years due to alcohol too i believe so. oh that's sad yeah. now i know i associate it with alcohol but i understand you have a story too that is unrelated <laughs> to the french thankfully yes no french involved it's technically irish if you consider that it occurred in an irish pub, i don't like but, the irish either yeah. <laughs> wow no that's i'm just kidding no what's your story no um last year no it was this year i'm sorry uh, i went up to new york New Jer- slash New Jersey and I was hanging out with some friends and uh, at Davies Locker in uh, New Jersey somewhere I can't remember where Hill near Hillsdale it doesn't matter hey, are you just making up names I am making up names <laughs> Hillsdale no, Hillsdale I don't, it's somewhere near there um, Breckenridge but uh, we were hanging out my friend works it there and uh, he was working but there were a bunch of us we were just hanging out at the bar which you know hour after hour it then became like a whole day thing but at some point my friend Chrissy and I decided we were going to play the jukebox and we love the song Love Cat so much that um, we played about eight times <laughs> to the point there's a picture later on and she was like why does that guy look so pissed off in the background and I'm like it was probably uh, Love Cat's number eight and he was sick of hearing it so luckily the song's short it's not like we played Stairway to Heaven eight times but oh, uh, see now that I would kill you for it yeah, but then our other friends were like, I can't get that song out of my head, and I don't think the A-team would work this time. No, you know? no. sorry. No, so. Why? Kind of, but why? Eight times? Eight three t- times? I just three love- times just wasn't enough? No, no. How much alcohol do you have to consume to listen to Love Cats eight times? Um, what were you drinking? 
uh, be specific. Be specific. There was beer involved, but then eventually well, there was redheaded sluts. I think as well. So, uh, just, uh, in my mind, my my no story judgment. is complete without redheaded <laughs> sluts. Yes, yes. I think so, Sean will back me up on that. I think he will. So, yeah. It. it what, okay, I have to ask then because I don't think I've ever had one. What's a redheaded slut? Redheaded slut. <laughs> the drink that is. Uh, yeah. Steve has had a redheaded slut, but he wants to know what goes in the drink. Uh, <laughs> what goes into a redheaded slut? That's what Jaeger I want to know. Jagermeister is the main ingredient, mm. which is what I usually swear off. So I was I was forced. Oh, that but um, good. I'm so there. And um, some sort of schnapps and mm. maybe cranberry. I can't remember mm. the third, but yeah, it's that sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I am it, so thirsty. You're so thirsty for a redheaded <laughs> slut. So, yep. I don't know what's more compelling at this point, the drink or just the phrase redheaded slut over <laughs> well, and exactly. Over now you sound like my friend Danny, who he has to use it at all times. It's God, like, I'm just going to start calling every drink redheaded slut. Redheaded slut. You're I like, just, what's that? I love that? What's that water there? It's a redheaded a slut. slut. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I am so thirsty right now for a redheaded slut. <laughs> oh, okay. just play Love Cat. Okay. It's <laughs> That's a quirky tune that I really enjoy. I know, and you want to hear it about eight times. I do. I want. Let's play it eight more times right now, Maestro. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, you know actually who butchered this song? We actually did a podcast episode about this a long time ago. Paul Anka. Paul Anka. He did a. Um, <laughs> okay. He did a CD about a year ago that was a cover of a lot of '80s songs, and wow. one of them was Love Cats. One of them was Eye of the Tiger. Oi. Oh, no. Um, I think he did uh, Holiday in Cambodia. No, I'm just kidding about that one. <laughs> he, he, did, he did Eye of the Tiger. He did Love Cats. Um, oh, that's so wrong. He did a Van Halen tune. He did, I think he did, I don't know if he did She Blinded Me With Science, but I, <laughs> oh, I would love to hear Paul Anka do, oh. do that song. But no, he did. And here are a few horrific bars from this nasty <laughs> tune. The way we stalk and kiss. Slip through the streets while everyone sleeps Getting bigger and sleeker and wider and brighter We bite, scratch, scream all night Let's go and throw songs we know Okay, I want to go kill myself. Okay, forget I don't want to hear that Forget telling era, but I want to kill myself. <laughs> I want to kill, kill Paul Anka. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, the band live in concert? Yes, I have. When did I, you see them live? I see the problem. I hated. I loved them in the eighties, but you know we lived in Florida, so no, hardly any right. of the bands ever came here. So I didn't get to see them until actually I was in living in Orlando, and I saw them on the Wish tour, which was probably ninety two. Yeah, ninety two. I think right. Yeah, and then I saw them again for Curioso, which was just within the past couple of years. Wow, they had that thing at the Ford Amphitheater. What'd you think of them? Oh, they were great. They were great. Now, I didn't really particularly like Wish, which was the album that they were touring for the first time, but they were still, I mean, they were still great. They had the one big hit on it, which was, I think, Friday I'm in Love. Whoa, 
Hey, you know someone who's seen The Cure a lot of times? Who? Is uh, one of our new favorite loyal listeners, Christine from Boston. Oh, cool. And uh, she actually joins us today on the phone. Christine, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Woohoo! Welcome Hello. to Stuck in the 80s. Hello. <laughs> you're live across the globe. Don't I am. sweat it. <laughs> so, uh, you're, you've seen The Cure live? I have. I've seen them. I don't know, I was trying to figure it out last night because I was writing down the chores I've seen, but they used to pass through town, New York a lot. I live from New York, so um, sometimes I would go see them in Manhattan, and then sometimes they'd play on Long Island or uh, Napa Coliseum or Jones Beach. So I'm thinking it's like eight to ten times. I'm not really sure. Oh, wow. It's been, I mean, it's over a long a long period of time, though. Actually, I've just figured out it's been like 20 years since the first time I've seen oh, them. Oh, wow. That's a scary. <laughs> When, uh, what was your favorite tour by them? Um, I don't know. Uh, like, my favorite albums are, like, before I started seeing them and before they were real popular. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, pornography is probably my favorite album. It's my uh, favorite hobby as well. Ah, uh, uh, that's good. <laughs> Everyone needs something to take up their time. Uh, but I think the favorite tour, maybe Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, or, or, um, Hmm, I'm not sure. Maybe Wish, because I saw them in, for the Wish tour when I was in London, and that was oh, really special. So I oh, got to see cool. them in, in Finsbury Park at a festival with a lot of other great bands. Oh, that's cool. And you, <laughs> you were telling me via email that something interesting happened to you at one of the Cure shows. Yeah, this is pretty funny. Um, it's actually it's over the course of two tours. This this story. Um, I'll start by saying that I spent a lot of time in record stores in my preteen and teen years, and I became friends with a lot of people who worked there. And they were like people who listened to all kinds of great music in record stores, as there always are. Um, one woman that I became good friends with, uh, she's a bit older than me, like eight years older than I was, and she got me into Kate Bush and Peter Gabriel and XTC, and so she turned me on to a lot of really great music, but I like The Cure, and um, I talked her into coming to see The Cure with me. And um, around this time, well, personal ads in newspapers started getting really popular, and we used to read them and make fun of them while we were in the store. And oh, there yeah. Was there was something in one of the ads that said something about a butterfly. It was like, can you read the map on a butterfly's wings? And I don't know, somehow I made the attachment to, you know, the butterfly and the caterpillar song by The Cure. So um, we were before we went to see the concert, I bought one of these stuffed caterpillars, was, uh, a musical caterpillars. They were called uh, Lots of Legs. And I had a little note around its neck, and, um, and I wrote, can you read the map on a butterfly's wings? <laughs> And it was like kind of like Janet, my, Janet, my joke. So it was, it was pretty funny. And um, so we went to go get our seats, and realizing we weren't in the orchestra, uh, we're actually a bit far, far away. So Janet was making fun of me for bringing the stuffed animal. She was like, "You're never going to get that on stage. You're ten miles away from the stage." So, and I remember ten thousand maniacs opened up for them, and nobody knew who they were. Oh wow! And, yeah, I don't even. I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> I realized nice. I don't like chick rock. <laughs> And, um, and it's funny because after I remember after they played, I was taking notes last night thinking about this story. And my friend, my friend Janet said after they played, I only saw six. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, anyway, so the lights go down before the cure, and I bolt over like the barrier in front of us, picking my lots of legs, and I'm out of there. So she's holding on to the back of my shirt, and we make it like right up to the front of the stage. <laughs> Security wasn't that good. No. So, and so I totally got my um, caterpillar thrown up, threw it up on the stage, and I saw Robert kind of like watch it, and I think he picked it up for a little while. So I was in my glory. And um, after the show, he, he left it on stage. He had, like, dropped it when he started singing another song. And um, so I was kind of upset that when they left the stage, my caterpillar was on stage. Aww. And Janet was like, stupid, um, their instruments are also on stage. doesn't mean <laughs> anything. So it was a good, it was a good thing to point out. Um, so anyway, I long forgotten about that. Uh, that summer, I think I was, like, sitting around the house, and I get a piece of mail. And it's from England, and I think I had a couple of pen pals in England or something, and I was looking at it, it had like, I remember it had a Fergie stamp on it, <laughs> and I open it up, and there's like a piece of, like a little piece of notepaper in it, and there's this like blob in the middle, and there's, it says, Christine, and then it says, love, and I can just read R-O, and I'm like looking at it, I'm like, what the hell is this? I must have been staring at it for 10 minutes, and then suddenly going, oh my God, and I pulled it into my room, and I remember I got my tour book out from the tour, and sure enough, it was Robert Smith's signature. <gasps> and, oh, and under the blob, it said yes. So the blob was a butterfly. He drew a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> and so he could apparently read a map on a butterfly. Apparently he could. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so Isn't cool. hilarious? So, you know, being falsely encouraged, the next tour, <laughs> I bought another one. And I got another postcard from the guy. He's pretty pretty damn cool to do that, I think. No kidding. <laughs> it was really neat. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and so I had somewhere packed away with the rest of my staff in New York, and I have a tour book that has those letters stuffed in it. See, you encourage us to stalk, you know? (laughs) And I started young with my stalking. (laughs) And you've only only gotten better. Yeah, I'm really good now. Now with the internet, you know. Exactly. (laughs) I'm so sorry Sean couldn't be here. He, uh, his case of the rickets actually turned into a case of the smallpox. Nice. <laughs> so. Nice. Uh, Which is better than what Steve really wanted to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him though. He's, in the, ba- he's, he's in the men's bathroom sobbing. Uh, oh. because, I think it's because of the cure, because he doesn't like the cure. He doesn't like the no, cure. No, he doesn't, because he's... We don't he's, know what's wrong he's not a him. man. He's, he Come only on. likes, uh, he only likes the, the rock from the 80s. He doesn't like the, the alternative and the new wave. But the Cure really were, like, rock. I mean, they were more rock, and they're really guitar-oriented. I know. They weren't really New Wave or keyboard-oriented. No, exactly. You know, and Robert Smith's guitar playing is amazing. I know. Maybe you can convince Sean we couldn't. I know. He just... Make a little mix. (laughs) (laughs) We tried to bribe him with cookies and uh, shots of Jägermeister, but he would have nothing to do with it, so I'm sorry. Uh, Well, I'm glad you were able to join us today and tell us that great story. Yeah, it was um, it, my brush with Robert Smith. I never did get to meet him in person. And, oh, another funny little thing, that second time I went to see them, I had, set, I had thrown up this orange lots of legs. I think it may have been a clown lots of legs, but I wanted to give him a different one. And that was on the Did you have stock in lots of legs by this I, point? <laughs> you know, I was surprised I was able to find another one on the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me tour, because that was a little bit afterwards. Oh, yeah, and yeah. 
it was orange, and then the postcard that Robert sent me was also orange. And I don't think it was a coincidence. And I remember it was a postcard of Cape Cod from outer space. Wow. <laughs> See, he, he puts a lot of thought into this. I'm impressed. Cool. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, they were really popular. Oh, time. yeah. Big places, so, I don't know. Cool. I was lucky. Yes. <laughs> is, there, is, there a, is there a song you want to hear by The Cure? Um, well, you could play Caterpillar, or you could play A Forest, because I remember at that first show, I had, like, this earworm from this guy who was, like, standing right behind me, was, like, yelling in my ear for them to play A Forest, A Forest, but I could still <laughs> hear him in my head, and I hate when people, like, yell for songs, like, repetitively. Oh, I know. Playing. It drives me crazy. Wow. Well, Kathy, what was your cure for when you have the earworm? Oh, when I have an earworm? I don't know if it would work if someone just keeps chanting in your ear but um, <laughs> my friend told me to hum the theme song to the A-Team <laughs> mm. and apparently I don't really know, I only know like you know the very first part of it but it usually works for me because I can't I can't remember the whole song so I can't get that song stuck in my head can't, can't get that far uh-huh. yeah well, somehow this stranger will have forever connected himself with, I don't even know if I ever saw his face. I can still hear his voice in my head. <laughs> Late at night, forest, you wake up in a, in a cold sweat. <laughs> I think we have drugs for that now. <laughs> God, they played that song, though, on the last tour that I saw him on. They, I was impressed. Yeah, they uh, rifle through their catalog quite a bit, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. So many albums Especially and, if yeah. you're going to see them ten times, you're like, okay, I don't want to hear the same set list, you know. Definitely, just the it's t- been, you know it's the hits. Been a while though, I think I think I saw them on Blood Flowers, and that's like what six years ago or something yeah. like that. So that's the last time I saw. Yeah, them. I saw them on Curioso or whatever the. Oh, that's the, great. Yeah, was, yeah. That I was, was cool. in Egypt when that tour was on. So <sighs> well, totally I'd rather be that. in Egypt. But well, okay. It is the third world, you know. I yeah. don't know if you'd really want to be there for okay. that long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna play a forest then, just for you. Okay. So start <laughs> start humming so the start humming the A team. I'd like to dedicate it to the guy who said the guy. Consider it done. Thanks for joining us today. Yes, thank you. You know, you know what's always kind of curious to me. Why doesn't Sean like the Cure? I know. How I don't understand. You know what? It. Forget. Let's let's not guess. Let's go to the man himself. Exactly. Have him explain himself. Producer, call Mr. Sean Daly. Sean Daly. Sean Daly. You're Sean. live on Stuck in the Eighties. Uh, Please leave me alone. How's it going? <laughs> oh, we want to. We want to know once and for all why you don't like the Cure. I was scared of the Cure kids in high school. <laughs> You were afraid of people like me, is what you're trying to say. And and be honest, you were making fun of people like me in high school. Well, yeah. Yeah, see, I figured as much. (laughs) And yet I was strangely attracted to you as well. Exactly. Um, But yeah, they're always a little offbeat, you know. A um, little smelly. No, no, oh. you no, you weren't smelly. You weren't smelly. No. Um, come on, Spears, you didn't listen to The Cure in high school. 
Sure, I did. No, because he was already in college, right? <laughs> oh, in the seventies. Oh, wait. I think I was teaching college. He was, uh, yeah, he was already at the Barbizon Beauty School. <laughs> uh, how's it going so far? Uh, yeah, same old. We have yeah. to sit here. A lot, lot less wiener jokes, but we'll manage to get through it. We somehow get along. Uh, you and I got a cold for some reason down here in Florida. I got, I've had like eight colds in the last year. Oh my god, I know, and they're the worst. Because how do you get rid of a cold in the summertime? This place sucks. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to write stories here so I can entertain the masses. Not that, any, not that any of our listeners read my stuff. I'm very jaded today. Do you want to pimp your blog for us? No. <laughs> no. Even though I did write about Deb Lefebvre today, and I might have uh, naked pictures on my blog of Deb Lefebvre. Oh, I'm well, then saying. you're going to have eight. 100,000 hits if you that. mention Deborah Lafayette. Just my mom wondering why I'm not writing about Engelbert Humperdinck more. Oh. She didn't ask that, did she? She did. She, she loves the dink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that sounds bad. It I does. Back. I love you, Mom. Oh. All right, I got to keep writing, but I miss you guys. I'll be back next week. Talk okay. to you later. All right, cool. Have fun. Bye. Okay, bye. So the truth comes out. He was afraid of the cure. That is so lame. There's only one song that can uh, truly offer salvation to someone who's afraid of the cure. And what song would that be? <laughs> Killing an Arab? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not nice. No, no. No. Let's, uh, let's dedicate uh, Boys Don't Cry just to Boys Sean. Don't Cry. Come on, Sean. Buck up. Don't this, cry. This one's for you, little gipper. So I tried to laugh about it. Classic single, if I may say so myself. I would say so. Um, I remember the big poster that they used to have for Boys Don't Cry. It showed Robert Smith with a guitar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah wasn't the video the one where they had all the little kids playing? I think that's what the it video was. Been. It yeah, been. I think you could see like the shadow of Robert's hair in the background, and then there were little kids playing oh, wow. the instruments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember my, the first apartment I ever had like in 1989 when I came out of college I had a friend who had a giant poster of the of Robert Smith Boys Don't Cry. I mean, I'm talking oh. like six feet wide, not you know, just yeah. gigantic, covered an entire wall, and he had nowhere to put it, and so he lent it to me for two years. <laughs> and so for two years, I had a giant. I had, giant. I had like a ten foot version of Robert Smith looking over oh, me in my bedroom. See. Now you know, I had a conversation recently about Robert Smith, and a friend of mine was telling me about this girl that she knew growing up, and. Uh, Basically, Robert Smith ruined her relationship. She blames her relationship problems on Robert Smith. How so? How so? Because she thought, because of Robert Smith, that straight men wore makeup. (laughs) (laughs) And so she thought it would be okay for straight men to wear eyeliner. And in retrospect, not so much. No, of course not. She thought, you know, he's wearing eyeliner. He's comfortable with his sexuality. (laughs) In reality, no, he's probably gay. (laughs) <laughs> the boyfriend, not Robert Smith. Uh, no, no, Robert Smith is straight. See, that's why he's ruining it. Yeah, he was. W- he's been with his longtime love. I don't marry for years and years and years. Cool. So yeah, but no. So then you think, oh no, that guy wearing makeup, he's probably straight. Probably not. Sorry, I know. The cure- thanks, Robert. Thanks for ruining it for us. 
Ah, the magical notes of Name That 80s Tune. We are saved again. Yes. Last week's tune, not so easy. No, it wasn't. Let's hear what it was. (laughs) You know, a lot of people guess that this was Joan Jett, Crimson and Clover. Really? Huh. There was a strange... I'm not just talking about a couple of people. People, I'm talking about a a dozen people. Wow. And And I kept thinking... Did I play the wrong tune? Dude, exactly. <laughs> I was like, no. The correct answer, of course, Vienna by Ultravox. Vienna. Dare I say? Dare I say? I now, do you have any stories about Vienna? <laughs> you know, I think uh, I we didn't go to, to Vienna. V- we never went to Vienna. In, uh, in that Switzerland, yes. Germany, yes. Yes. I w- I've been to Vienna. Now I can really? say that. Yes. Any good just stories? Uh, no, I went with uh, Christina and Laura this past summer. Um, no, no redheaded sluts? No. Well, no. Christ- no. Christina. Oh. No, no. I'm talking about the drink. I'm no, talking, I'm there were no redheaded sluts. But uh, no, at one point, uh, there's a picture of the three of us. It's like one of the few pictures because there's never anyone to take a photo of us. And we're standing in the Natural History Museum in Vienna. And... Uh, we take the picture and I'm like, wow, nothing screams Vienna like a prehistoric walrus. And we're I like, I was going to say, what? Well, of all the museums, you're in Vienna, and, uh, the I capital know. of music. Exactly. I know. For and so here we are, the picture of th- the three of us. Why we're would in front you go of to a, a prehistoric- natural history museum? Because we didn't have that much time and it was right there. And I mean, it's, like, go- it's like going and- to a history of colonial Americanism I, in, in uh, Mexico or Mex- something. I know, I know. I so, know. yeah, so there we are. I mean, you can't even tell. We're like, we could have been in D.C., we could have been anywhere, but no, we were in Vienna. And we Sorry. know we were in Vienna. So that's what matters. <laughs> okay. As long as you're happy. <laughs> yeah. Here's some other people that should be happy. These are the people who actually got the question right this week. Yeah, so we had... what are they going to win? Nothing. Magnets. No. magnets. Magnets. I need a magnet. They don't have one. I'll, I think I saved you one. So okay, we'll see. okay. The winners are Mike Roy of Homewood, Alabama, Becky Rebello in Windsor, California, Dennis Ort from Germany, mm-hmm. and I can only hope he's from Dusseldorf, Germany. I know. That's my favorite word to pronounce in I the know. entire world. In the entire world. In the entire world. Next to Rudolf's Lunch. Anyway, <laughs> Dag Shield of Portland, Oregon, and our good buddies also, Ella Avar and Peter Ryan. Wow. They don't get extra magnets. No. Unless, unless they're trying but to corner the market. this was a hard one. So, we're proud of you. So, anyway, see if you can guess the artist and the name of this song. Kathy's looking a little mm. I'm a little perplexed. You want to hear it one more time? I want to hear it one more time. You know, it's just vague enough. It is. It is. So anyway, if you think you know the name of the song and the title, and the title of the band, and the title of the drink that I had before the show, <laughs> <laughs> write to us. Many drinks before the show, yeah. Steve, I can tell. <laughs> it's my rosy complexion. <laughs> Uh, write to us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and we will let you know next week if you are a wiener. Yay! This is Barbara Moore Eiderman from Winchester, Ohio. I love you guys and I am firmly stuck in the 80s. Ah, thanks, Barbara. Yes, thank you. We we love getting uh, digital greetings from our fans. If you want to leave us one, all you have to do is go to our blog at blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s 
or stuckin80s.net for that matter. It takes you to the same place. If you look over in the right hand part of the blog, there's a toll free number to call and leave us a fan greeting. Or you can always just record it on your computer and send it to us via email to stuckin80s at tampabay.com. We'll feature you on an upcoming show. Yes. Hey, that was a cool song. That's um, Why Can't I Be You. Yeah. Now, is that the video where he's dancing around in a bear outfit? <laughs> I think it might be. Yes. What the hell is that all about? Uh, I'm starting to think maybe alcohol related again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah. Have, uh, what, what's the band up to these days? Um, they are recording a new album, actually, and it was supposed to be out already. And uh, it got pushed back. So now, at first they were saying October. Now it looks like probably not till 2007. Ouch. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I that hope that's not Christmas a bad list. sign, but no. there will be new cure to come. I know. Because if there's one thing that we can't live without, it's it's more cure. I know. I know. They are they are just like us, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Well, actually, no, they're not. They're one of the few people who are actually able to transition out. Yeah, so exactly. Really I know. It's really stupid for pigeonholing them like that. I know. I well, know they've been around like thirty years. So thirty years. Yeah, well, close. We're getting there. No, we're there because oh, they are. Well, two. Th- when that doesn't they even seem the possible. Yeah. Thirty years. Yeah, thirty years 30 next years. year. So. God's sakes! I mean, they were. They were. I was nine years old when they got together. Yeah. No, I think you were twenty-four. <laughs> That one's for you, Sean. I know, Sean. Enjoy it. You'll be back next week. I hope your pink eye's okay. Yeah, I know, because I hear it can turn into a nasty case of athlete's foot. (laughs) So until the doctor clears Sean, it's me and Kathy here saying goodbye because we're firmly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s. Bye-bye. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the online departments of TampaBay.com and TBT. You can read our blog at blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s or leave a digital greeting for us toll-free at 866-371-9605. And remember, you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Spears, shut the f*** up. <laughs> Stop with the red-headed slut thing. Stop with the red-headed Stop slut thing. Stop with the red-headed slut. Oh, Stop. way to bang that. You know, all the way home. Well, that doesn't sound good either. No.